back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to Oh, you didn't know. What's up, my man? Have I ever told you that when I say that, it reminds me of like watching TV and hearing it on TV? <laughs> It's weird. It's like deja vu or something. I don't know. No, I'm doing great. You'll never quit doing that. I don't know. Sometimes I do it by myself, like in the car and just go, wow, that's uncanny how it sounds like the guy on TV. Um, But yeah, I'm doing great, man. Everything's going great. Uh, Was just texting with Big E uh, before I came on. Big E's doing well. Talking about how blessed he is. Yeah, I hadn't seen him in a while. Hadn't heard from him. Saw, uh, you know, just thought thinking about friends and family today for some, for some reason and uh, and and thought, saw his number and thought I'm going to text Big E right now and he he said he's blessed and doing great and so look he's always been a when I wrote SmackDown I wanted him to be the the champion I wanted him to be the champion of SmackDown the um and I actually pitched and I've said this before I actually pitched Big E Mania um and and Kofi wow. got the got the nod because of his uh, time and service, for lack of a better uh, word or phrase, like he, he Kofi has been there, and look, it worked, but maybe better than than it would have been big with Big E. Uh, only only time will tell when he if and when he comes back and they put the title on him because dude, he can cut great promos. He's a great guy. He's always in great spirits. Just a, an honor to be to call him my friend. So yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about that this morning and texted him. He's doing great. So I know that's probably not the topic of the day, but uh, if you hadn't reached out to somebody you hadn't talked to in a while, just just reach out. You know what I mean? Reach out, reach out. Anyway, I don't do, know what I was. Doing. Do you? Uh, I mean, again, we got. I'll be there. Sorry. <laughs> we got to work on our steps. On our dance steps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll get it down. We got the we got uh, three days in Panama City. <laughs> All right, this week we are getting in to the topic that never goes away and never oh. seems to be discussed enough. On yo, you didn't know we're talking about the Montreal screw job. Oh my word! So huh? many screw jobs in wrestling, but this one gets a name. Uh, <laughs> By the way, the Montreal, Montreal Screwjob, not the same as a Cleveland Rusty Trombone. Don't no, don't no, no, look that no, 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 no. This huge is totally price separate. difference. Yeah, huge <laughs> price difference. So let's let's throw that out there up front. Yeah, is. Um, but th- this uh, look, it went down in history. That's for sure. And and you can watch that stuff back. And I watched the video back of our own. Uh, oh, you didn't know uh, tw- Twitter handle sent out that Brett, when he finally figured out what was going on and he rolled up and he looked down at Vince, he hawked a loogie uh, that could have won an award at an oyster shucking contest. And I'm telling you, with laser-focused mucus, he hit Vince McMahon like he had a heat-seeking, you know, tracking device to his eyeball. Because did he ever just drill him right in the face? And I mean, uh, ugh, I'm going to get sick now thinking about it. But good shot, Brett. We're (laughs) going to... We're going to get into... I'm gonna save it. We got a fan question, like you said, regarding the uh, the loogie. Okay. So if we don't get into it before then, we'll definitely yeah, we'll... get to that because I do have a lot of questions. Just hey, get ready. He, I'm about so to ask did... if you've ever spit on somebody. So you get your story. Okay. Okay. So I I hang on now. I... <laughs> hang on. Okay. Okay. Now look, I can't wait to get in this because if anybody has listened to any of the previous, oh, you didn't know. You love Bret Hart. You love him. So, um, look, I'm glad that you brought that up. 
truth be told, uh, yeah, laser focused mucus. Um, but Brett is not a bad dude. I never had, and this is a truth. This is the truth. And so, I never had a bad experience with Brett. I had the awkward one on the plane where he asked me if I thought Shawn Michaels was better than him or if I told somebody that. And, and, you know, so if you're asking me if I'm team Sean or team Brett, I'm team Sean and and I'm not team Sean because Sean's right. Or Sean is Sean was a real (laughs) a-hole. Sean will tell you that himself. Brian was a real a-hole. You know what I mean? People change. And so, and time changes, uh, you know, time changes all. So, I feel like I'm still team Sean, uh, just because I don't, I don't know. That's the camp I was in. You know what I mean? I was in the, I was in the camp of the click. I just wasn't a member. You know what I mean? But that's, that's who I rode with. That's who I traveled with. That's who I sat with. That's who. And so I was just team Sean. So again, Brett and I never, we actually had some really good times together, but it also was partially my fault. Like I never went and sat down next to Brett and said, Hey, what are you going to do after the show? You know what I mean? I never tried to befriend him, but he never, uh, he never befriended me either. We just weren't friends. We were acquaintances and we got along great. The one awkward moment, but all of that came from this all of those awkward moments came because of this fight we're going to talk about or the, or the screw job and the fight and the, you know, there's so much things, so many things went on with it um, that we're going to, we're, we'll get into it here. I am not anti-Brett. I'm just team Sean. Um, I, I'll, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get to know where I stand after these hour and a half or two hours. <laughs> All right, before we delve into this, just a reminder, as we always do, please like and subscribe and leave a five-star rating on all the platforms, wherever you're consuming this. Give us some feedback. Follow us on social media, our personal Twitter handles. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see those at Brian R.D. James, at the Casio Kid, and, of course, the show is at You Didn't Know Pod. And if you are watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, and be sure to turn on the notifications at YouTube.com slash D-O-G-G. D-O-double-G. We got that hot new YouTube website. YouTube.com slash dog, my man. Yeah, that's that's cool. I don't even know what that means. They got it's, new... It's provocative. <laughs> it is provocative. It makes, it makes, me, mo- it makes me moist. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me ask you this. I just got through watching the Redeem Team documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you saw it, but... I do. I have not. I have no uh, idea what you're a, talking it, about. Yeah, it's about the Olympic basketball team that came back and decided after we had lost, hey, we got to, they brought in Coach K to kick their ass. That's right. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of, I bring it up because one of the, one of the topics in there is when they brought in Kobe and all the players, Melo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, were saying, we knew Kobe, we liked Kobe, but Kobe didn't have friends. And not because he was rude, he just did not interact with people yeah he was laser focused on basketball when you said hey you don't have a bad uh beef with Bret hart yeah you just weren't friends with him yeah is this the same as Bret? did he I, have friends i i look i i think he did but i think okay. he was related to most of them and, okay. and, and whether it was by marriage or not they were very and look i i actually respect that and 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 almost uh no, I don't almost. I admire the fact that their family was such a pact and right. sticks together. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I love that. I think that I think it's very close to my family. Um, 
Because if you ever were in a territory or, or a you know a show or whatever with me and my family, we'd all sit right together too, and we don't know if we'd let you in or not. And you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's kind of how we were too. So I don't I don't hate that about him. But yeah, I don't think he had. He, look, he was laser focused on being the best wrestler in the world, uh, and that's what he wanted to be. Um, look, I think a lot of people want to be that. I just wasn't one of them. I just wanted to be a cool wrestler and make some money and have some fun. And uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, really, the story begins when Shawn Michaels loses his smile in February. Did he ever find that? I don't know. I, don't, if, I think he did. Yeah, I think okay. he did. It was weird. It was right where he left it. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> right under his nose. Literally. <laughs> uh, he loses his smile in February, vacates the WWF title due to a knee injury. What did you think of his promo that night? And did you believe the injury was legitimate? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Uh, I wasn't with. Uh, I wasn't with them yet. You know what I mean? I was. I was still there. The young friend guy. I was. I was on the outskirts of of it then. And so I. Um, I rem- I don't remember the promo verbatim, but I remember wondering if he's just taking time off or if he needs surgery or what. If it was all real, I didn't. I didn't really know at the time wh- what to think or what was going on. But I knew he was going away for a little while. You know, as far as you knew, it was what he was saying was right. Yeah, it was true. You know what I mean? And and so I don't know. Sean will return, but you could tell there was trouble brewing between Sean and Brett. And in June, at another Raw is War, Brett and Sean fought in a locker room. What? You were there for that. What do <laughs> yes, you remember of this? So I was I was there for that, but I didn't see the initial... Uh, there weren't any real strikes, so I didn't see the initial lockup, but they locked up. I've seen this same thing happen in my backyard uh, a million times, uh, especially when everybody had a mullet, was you hook that back of that hair like a, like a hockey jersey, and uh, and the other person did the same, and so they were locked up, um, but not really throwing no punches, but Sean lost a, a chunk of hair, and uh, Jerry the King Lawler kind of was the guy that was first on the scene. Um that broke it up per se, but, but really he just helped pull them apart because like I said, there wasn't, I I didn't see any strikes thrown. I saw head, uh, handfuls of hair and bullying through, like they went through a a soundproof board that you put up so you can record behind it without, you know, any noise interruptions. And so they went through that and they kind of knocked that down and went toward the shower. And that's where Lawler kind of got them. And, if anybody knows Lawler, like he's tough as shoe leather, but but he he's not a fighting guy, and so the fact that he broke up the fight kind of tells me how vicious a fight it was at the time. And what I saw was, again, handfuls of hair by both guys, and kind of uh, bending over. Like if one would have let go with one hand, one could have thrown good uppercuts uh, at the other, just like hockey. You know what I mean? You imagine a hockey fight, and and. And that didn't happen. Lawler was there before any punches were thrown that I saw. So, yeah, look, it was a real fight. Like I saw, it was a real tussle. I'll say that. Um, I've seen a lot better fights, uh, but I'm glad I didn't see a better one here. I don't want either one of those guys to get, you know what I mean? Like, uh, honestly, I, and they were both on top of the world at that time. So it was, it was kind of like, dang, man, now how are they going to, how are they going to do this? You know what I mean? And, uh, and so look, I, it was what it was. I don't think anybody won or lost the fight. Uh, I think they locked up, hooked up, and then kind of got pulled apart. Uh, and Sean lost the, lost the most hair, I think. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, 
a scuffle in the locker room between the boys or the yeah. ladies, not too shocking. I mean, it you don't want to see it happen, but it's happened many so times. So today, very shocking. As okay. you remember, like one just happened not long ago that made the stinking news and people are getting fired and holy mackerel. Like it used to happen all the time. Like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? There used to be a fight all the time. It was just like, oh. The boys will be boys and they'll beat each other up and then they'll fight together. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. But to your point, at this point in in time, not a big deal. You know what I mean? But it, it turned into a big one, that's for sure. Yeah. On September 22nd, 1997, at Raw is War at Madison Square Garden, Vince McMahon goes to Bret Hart and tells him he can't afford his contract and he is encouraging him Go back to WCW and see if Eric Bischoff will make him an offer. Dog, when do you first hear about this? So, look, I, I didn't, I mean, I probably heard about it from Scuttlebutt, from from Hunter or so. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just somebody. I don't remember the time and date. It wasn't a, it, look, at the time, it was, these things are uncomfortable. Uh, Brett and Sean are fighting, and now what do we got? What do we... I wanted one of them to go, to be quite honest with you. It was, it, it, there was turmoil in the locker room, uh, whether they were getting along and working together or not, at which we were told they were going to be fine and they were going to work together and everything. It was like, okay. Um, but it was uncomfortable. It was a, it was a eerie energy in the locker room because of dissension. You know what I mean? And that's not, that's not the way it works. You can, you can, uh, squelch that by sticking to your clique, you know what I mean? Sticking to your little guys and your little group and all that, but we still work together. We're still a team working for this exact same goal. And if there's real animosity in there, that's a cancer that needs to be extracted. Here, and again, I'm not saying at all, because it sounded like I just said that. <laughs> when that we Brett isolated Hart, it, it's that bread hard. <laughs> Sons of guns. Yeah. That Bret Hart was a. I'm saying the animosity itself, the the fevered pitch, <laughs> uh, is the cancer that needs to be extracted. I did not. I know people say all kind of things. That's not what I said. If they're watching the ad free shows TikTok, they just saw you call Bret Hart a cancer. So we appreciate you <laughs> tuning in. Please, please don't do that to me. Um, here's, are you surprised that Vince tells? Brett to renegotiate is that a surprising move I mean I feel I, like your I, boss usually doesn't do that and he usually doesn't but I'm wondering because of of uh of thinking about this a lot since we've done the research and stuff is is was Vince ready for him to go to did Vince see more money in Sean and and that that side of the fence uh than he did with Brett and so did he say like look I'm not I can't did he? Did Vince think? Because Vince is a businessman first and foremost. Did he think Brett was worth what Brett was asking or getting? And and obviously the question is no. And because he said I can't pay you, and so you go back. You know what I mean? Like he, I can't pay you that much. And 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 for Vince to say that has to mean I can't make that much money off of you, or else I could pay you that much. Whether that's true or not, it doesn't matter. It's whether the businessman who's going to sign the checks believes it or not. It's, it's perception. So if you think, uh, you know what I mean, that, 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 I don't know. I don't know where I was at. That he's Sorry. not going to make about, that money. About, yeah, that's what, if you don't think he's going to make his contract, his bottom line, then, then that's just business stupid. You know what I mean? So right, wrong, or indifferent, Vince made a decision. I don't, I can't pay you this much, so I don't need you that much do your thing. And and in all actuality, you're right. Bosses never do that. It was kind of cool of him too. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was. I, I mean, my of, boss wouldn't do that if I went for anybody. No. Hey, I got an idea. I can't pay you this much money, but if you go to my opponent, my 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 adversary, he can, he probably can. You know what I mean? Like, tell they him, don't, see if he'll make a bump. Well, see so what I'm knows. what I'm saying is. Vince was doing him a solid here, yes. in my opinion. That's what I, I don't saying. know what went on behind the scenes. There could have been all kind of skullduggery and shenanigans, and, and I wouldn't know about it anyway. But on the surface, it seems like Vince did a really cool thing to a guy who'd been there a really long time and done a lot of great stuff for him. So I don't know. I don't know how to look at it. Instead of that and letting it play out the way it did, which we'll get to, why don't you think he took the title off of him right then? If you I don't, can see the writing, and we know he's going to leave, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to update it. And while he's renegotiating, I, I think, look, why not go ahead? I, I, I'm I'm with you, but I think that's easier said than done. And I think it was also a while back where it was like, he's going to leave, but maybe he'll do business on the way out. And maybe because I said, I can't pay you, maybe go back, maybe that'll urge him to do business on the way out. And when I did I say him do, a solid, you do me yeah, a yeah, solid. Yeah, you do me a And it's not even doing me a solid. It's just do the right thing. Right. In, in my mind. Like, if you feel yeah. like, I don't know, in my opinion, it doesn't matter if you feel like Sean's not the guy to be champion. The owner of the company thinks he is. So that's the direction we're going. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's, 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 I understand personally that he didn't like Sean and Sean was a, was a bad dude and he did bad things and blah, blah, blah. It's true. It's all true. I did, did him with him. So, uh, it's all true, but Sean was the chosen one. He was the next, he was next in line and, and Brett wouldn't have it. It seems, you know what I mean? Again, again, I don't know every little intricate detail that went on, but I know what we all know, right. Is he wouldn't, dropped the title to Sean. So they, they felt backed into a corner to do this. And I, I won't go too into detail on that now, but that's how I feel like they responded. Just to set the table at this time, we're, we're talking about late 97. Um, what's your relationship like with Brad? Is it still the same as it always was? Just, you yeah. know, each other, you're yeah, cordial, yeah. But always the same. Look, the closest we ever were when I first got there and we went to, uh, we went to South Africa on a tour and, uh, it was my first one and he was there and he was good to me. And, and, uh, and look, his brother, I've always been a huge fan of his brother, Owen, always loved Owen. Um, cause Owen, Owen, uh, you know, once I, once I think about it in this, in this perspective, Owen stepped out of that family packed that, that in-laws and everybody that was surrounding them and friends with Jeff, friends with me, friends with uh, everybody. You know what I mean? Like uh, Owen got along with everybody and and it was just it was just different with Brett. It wasn't negative different, it was just different. He didn't he didn't get along or talk to everybody. And look, he's you know, he likes to laugh and everything, but he's I like to laugh all the time. But he well, he didn't. So we were different kind of people, so we didn't hang out. Um but the other the other side would hang out with me. Well, I was going to say now to set the table at yeah. late and you said early on when we started, you were just kind of the new guy that's yeah. just kind of hanging out with him. Now we're late into 97. Have you, are you getting a little bit thicker with Sean a little bit tighter? So, so I've, I, look, I was always, and I said, I've always been the outside guy. It was kind of always that way, but yes, I was tight with him from the get go. Cause I was just, look, Sean's been my biggest advocate to be quite honest since i started with the WWE. And I mean, since I had a tryout as the roadie, uh, since I had to, like I, he, Sean has been my biggest advocate and was there when it was time to add to DX. 
my name was on his lips. And so that, look, I'll always be appreciative. And probably it's always why I'll be Team Sean. You know what I mean? Like he's, he helped me in my career. Um, Brett would have done the same thing, I would imagine, if I would have made friends with him and befriended him and all that. But, but Sean was in our little group and, and I was in the little group with me. Or me and Jeff were on the outskirts of it the first time. Then when I came back the second time, I, there was no Jeff. So it was just me and kid and, you know, and we had fun. Um, so yeah, it's just, I was always, I was not in the click, but I was always right outside of it. And so yeah. that's just, that's where I land. You know what I mean? Dog, this holiday season, I'm going to be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's performance package 4.0. The leaders in below the waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. What's that? Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and give yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use code D-O-G-G for free shipping and 20% off. Think your holiday spread is good now? Well, it's time to give thanks to Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. For those people as old as dog, you need the Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. Oh, yeah. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top and in your nose and ear. This nose and ear tri hair trimmer uses a 9 thousand RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent snicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Can't forget the Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Toner Spray are like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. Can't live without it. Your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations. And if that wasn't enough, it's time to do the dishes with Manscaped's shower products. That's right. Lather some of Manscaped's refined body wash on their brand new signature body buffer and give yourself the lather and rinse your body deserves. Lose the loofah and exfoliate your mates. No hygiene routine is complete without Manscaped's signature deodorant as well. A couple swipes of this and you're going to be feeling oh so crisp. And gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. Here's how you can get in on this. Get 20% off free shipping with code D-O-G-G at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DOG and be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. As this meeting happens and uh, Brett is told he's he should probably go renegotiate or get a bigger bump, uh, did you notice a change in him? Did he change any or was he staying the course? He was business all the time anyway. Yeah, or see, that's how I saw Brett as he was business 
all the time. He showed up late to live events, so late that you were just, thank God he was there, but he would be half dressed <laughs> when he got there. So you were thankful um, because he was be main event and, you know, but, but, but he was all, he would show up. He would make it on time every time. Never, never missed his match. Never was late to his match, just late to the show. You know what I mean? And he was championing, do what he wants to be quite honest. Um, so I, I was cool with that. It was just like he was other than showing up late to live events, which he was, it was his prerogative to do. Um, he was work. It was busy business, business, business all the time, all the time. So it was, it wasn't, I didn't notice a shift in his attitude or a shift in his perspective. He was always business about business. And so it was just, you know, more of the same really. At this time, you said you're on your way up in the company and as uh, a part of the New Age Outlaws, which, by the way, if anybody's listening has not heard that, you and Katz covered it brilliantly in the archives. Go find that episode. Wait, Absolutely. we covered what? You at the New Age Outlaws. Oh, me and me. Oh, Billy Gunn. <laughs> He's my soul. Scissor me timbers. He was my friend. Billy Gunn and me. Uh, so uh, you've kind of touched a little bit on it, but none of this is really... You're, you you said you know you're not reading the dirt sheets. Yeah, so you, you're you're not reading the rumor I, and gossip. Yeah, I I have never, uh, like I'll see stuff on Twitter that somebody has gotten off a dirt sheet, but I don't think I've ever. Well, no, one time uh, I had someone read the Observer aloud to me because we were we were in a car ride and this individual. Well, I'll just say it, it was Jimmy Jacobs. It was it was the uh, the zombie princess Jimmy <laughs> Jacobs, um, and he said I'm gonna. I'm going to subscribe to the observer. And, and I was like, Oh really? I'd never. And this was, this was 10 years ago, probably eight years ago in the car somewhere driving between, between uh, towns. And I said, well, what, you know, what does it, what does it do? What does it tell you? What is it? And he, and he said, it, oh, it has a lot of great, you know, and I know these are observers, not the only dirt sheet, but that's the one we were talking about. So he said, and so then he started reading to me all the stuff and like some of it was like true. And some of it, and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get that There's information in there, but for me personally, I don't think I like anything enough to want to know the interworkings and who's mad at who and who's zooming who. Like I, I that's I guess that's decent to know, but it's not going to get you a cup of soup in the cold. So I, I don't know. I just don't look. I'm not reading the uh, Inquirer either. Um, but whatever. Shout out to Jimmy Jacobs. Um, what? <laughs> I did not know we were going to get a zombie princess shout out. This do you know zombie princess? You know who oh. he is? No, oh. I know who he is, but you I've never who... met him. Or no, dude. Hey, he's a, a, a little, uh, cool cat, man. He's cool. He's, he's, I can't put it any other way. He wears sandals with his toenails painted to the airport and a, and a scarf around his neck. And he, he's him. The reason I say he's cool is because he's him and he's cool with it. And, uh, and that's cool to me. You know what I mean? That's, that's cool to me. Um, and he's, and he's very introverted, uh, very cerebral. He's a good dude to spend some time with. I never done any drugs with him. That would have probably entered, uh, you know, ended up with one of us killing the other or something or eating the other. But, uh, but we've spent a lot of time together talking about recovery and, and life and so forth. And what a great guy. So yeah, shout out to Jimmy Jacobs, zombie princess. We'll have to have him on here one time because it's really, he's really a, a deep conversation and a good, uh, something you can dig into, you know? I love it. Yeah, Consider me dude. in for that one. Uh, you mentioned Brett is all business all the times. So he's staying the course. His personality is the same during all this. Yep. 
you you briefly joked uh, tongue in cheek a little bit, but Sean, you said was an a hole. Yeah. Talk about ninety seven. What's his personality like at this point in time? Late ninety seven. Look, Sean Michaels was great, probably the best. The problem was with Sean then, he knew it. (laughs) He knew that nobody could hold a candle to him. And so he didn't mind telling anybody and everybody (laughs) how he felt and how he thought. And believe you me, it's hard to take from someone when you stand up off the bar stool, you're a head taller than, and you outweigh by 50 pounds and you go, I'm going to leave now. You know what I mean? Instead of, (laughs) instead of beating up the champion or whatever. And and look, he and I have had many talks about this since. and, And even then we, we butted heads a few times because he would say things that will hurt your, I mean, he would just say how he felt and it hurt my feelings sometimes. Um, and when I get my feelings hurt, I want to hurt something else. Uh, so, so, so we, we, we met there a few times at almost like get your boy. Cause I'm about to do something I don't want to <laughs> do, you know? And, uh, and, and so look, he's a different dude now. He's a different, a hundred percent different guy. Now thinks carefully about words he uses thinks carefully about how his words are going to affect you like just a totally different human being uh with the heart of god you know what i mean and so i'm not saying he's perfect and i'm not saying he's an angel now he's still a human being and he's still flawed where all are but he has made a 180 degree turnaround in his life and the a-hole he was then and i assure you i double down reiterate he was he is not today but he was then so that's (laughs) then is when we're talking talking about <laughs> yeah we're setting the table for yeah. then and, and hey me, me too man me too i said a lot of things to a lot of people back then that were hurtful and and uh just just not sensitive at all and just just you know i was a drug addict and i think i was a bully and and i don't i don't i don't didn't want to be either one until i was both and then i realized i couldn't get off that merry-go-round uh without help so anyway that's Somehow we always get back to me taking drugs and me recovering. <laughs> Thank God it's I recovered. a good recovered. place to be. Yeah, amen. the recovering part's in there. Amen. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, the guys back then have said Brett was a locker room leader. Did you see him that way? Yeah, I looked at him that way. I did because he was he was the champ and he was uh, been there a long time. I, I, man, he was. You know, I I remember when I was in the Marine Corps watching him and and Anvil or the tag champs and that, you know what I mean. Like every so he had been there a long time and and on top for a long time. So yeah, I looked at him as that, and I think it was okay to look at him as that. It would have been safer at this moment, not safer, just better at all always. To have had Brett as a locker room leader than to have Sean as a locker room leader. Having said that, the locker room leader don't necessarily make the most money or hold the title. He just might be a good example. You know what I mean? And so it was Sean's turn to carry the title and be the champion. I don't think Sean wanted anything to do with being a locker room leader. And I, and I don't think he was living his life like he should have been one either. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just where we were. And it's, it's, it seems horrible that I'm still team Sean, but look, I relate to that more because I've been down his journey and, and we, he's been down mine. Um, that's what the kids call it nowadays. When you sleep with somebody been down their journey. I don't know. I just made that up. Uh, it just sounded funny when I said it. So I wanted to crack a joke. Um, but, <laughs> need a, I've been down road dog's journey and all I got. Yeah. 
and these chicken track marks. <laughs> Good lord. Um. So let's. Move I don't even forward. know what we were talking about. Oh yeah, the locker room leader. Yeah, look, yeah. Brett. Brett was and should have been the locker room leader. But times they were a changing, and here comes the new order. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, Brett, Brett wasn't down with that. And good for him. Kudos for him. He wasn't down for the nasty, crass stuff that Sean was doing and then we were doing after that. Like, he, I get it. A lot of people weren't okay yeah. with that. You know what I mean? When, when did you find out Brett signed with WCW? I think probably uh, when he when he signed, you know what I mean. Like when he when he signed and it made it official. I'm sure we got wind of it. It wasn't the first time I saw him on TV. That's for sure. It was uh, prior to that. So we were like, "Oh, Brett got signed back." So it was almost like a, "Okay, now what are we? How are we gonna? How's this gonna happen?" Uh, obviously, the decision is best for him and his family, considering Vince told him to go listen to other offers. Yeah. But now he's world champion with a very publicized world title defense coming up at Survivor Series against Sean in yep. Canada. <laughs> um, it was a perfect storm, man. It was just a perfect storm. I mean, I mean, I hesitate to say you couldn't write it better, but here we are, and no, we're no. there. You, I mean, so that look, and that, and and this, this is, is where crazy. we, this is where we will pause for a second, Clone Rad, and we will say. Did they write it this way? Mm. Mm. And I, I, I'm, I'm being as honest as I can be sitting here. I have no idea how scripted, if at all, this was. So I have you- honestly have no idea. I will tell you the facts that I do know. Flashing back 25 years, you don't yeah. remember them. You don't remember when you first heard he's going to do a title defense in Canada. You don't remember if that was before or after you heard. No, I, I knew. I know it was, uh, it, it was, we knew before he was going away. He's leaving. We yeah. knew before that's what was so shocking to everybody was this was all in the cards. Like you knew you were leaving. You you knew you were leaving and you weren't going to drop the title on your way out. Like what? Because you don't like the guy that somebody chose for you to drop it to like, okay, we could have had some interim champion like the, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the iron but, Sheik. but what you're not going to do business. And this is where, Look, like I said, I don't know the intricacies. I don't know what was said behind the screens and behind the curtains and told and lies and truth. And I don't know any of that. All I know is he had the match and everybody thought, okay, this is where he drops the title and leaves. You know what I mean? That's what, that's just, this, this stuff happened. A lot of this stuff happens behind closed doors where even if you're high up on the card, you don't hear these conversations. These conversations are top secret. You know what I mean? With uh, Brett negotiating his contract, with Vince negotiating with Brett about dropping the title, whatever. You don't hear about those and you're not going to hear what came out of that unless Brett or, or Vince tells you, you know. But we didn't hear it at the time. I do know he had a title defense and they rang the bell on him. <laughs> they rang the bell on him when Sean had him in the sharpshooter in Canada and it and it ended that way horribly. Brett, when he realized they stayed tangled up for a second because it was like realization was setting in. Um, acceptance had not occurred yet, but realization of I just got screwed um, was setting in. So when he popped up, he hocked that loogie in Vince's face, hit him right in the face. And, and, and I'm telling you, I don't remember specifically if it was that night or the night after, but 
Vince went in to talk to Brett and then Vince came in to have a meeting with everybody else with a shiner the size of a daggum catcher's mitt. And I and I ain't kidding. And I I mean he had a he had a good one. And what he said was Brett punched me in the face. I deserved it. I told him to give it to me and he did. Now we're like the way he said it was like I screwed him. I gave him a shot. We're even, he's going to work there. We're going to work here. Let's all, you know what I mean? It was a business as usual with a huge shiner. Um, so Brett, that rubber mallet that Brett would hit you with his working punch. Uh, it hurt <laughs> like hell too. Only this one left a mark and it left a serious mark. Not so much here, not so much here, but right in here. And it was a good one, man. It was. So in the locker room... Those are the things I know. I, I know about the fight. I saw the end of the fight, the pull apart of the fight. I saw the loogie. I saw the match. I, I saw Vince's face afterwards. Um, I, I Look, some stuff went down. But for you could totally make the argument, and a lot of conspiracy theories are made on a lot less uh, factual basis. You could make a conspiracy theory that this was all constructed including free punch and all and and i wouldn't doubt it one bit i would also not doubt it i would say kudos for the best storyline ever written in professional wrestling because we're still talking about it and what if it was a work you know what i mean like what Incredible. if they were all they were all like no let's it's never been done before let's do this let's do that you know what i mean and hey i'm gonna let you do that you know i don't know i don't know it just the way things happen uh back then and since then and everything just makes me wonder more it could it possibly have been constructed this way it's incredible um, we're, it is we're incredible like 25 years out and then we're, yeah. and we're still and, and you still don't know going question mark <laughs> yeah i was there and i don't know so is everyone in the locker room leading up to this are you you guys aren't wondering how it's going to end you assume the job is he drops the title defense he's yeah. going to drop it so there's yes, no debate there no there was no even if he was already like Jet, Jeff Jarrett did the same thing with uh, same exact thing with uh, China. He his contract ran out, and he had the Intercontinental title. And they said we we can't. You know, <laughs> he said, "I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll show up at the pay per view that you've already promoted, and I'll do the match, and I'll do this. But I want this and this and this." So they accommodated for Jeff to do that, and 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 it was look somebody messed up. His yeah. contract came up due, and nobody caught it and he was the intercontinental champion and he was in negotiations with another company. So, so same thing really basically happened. We just thought, you know, Jeff, Jeff got some more stuff out of it and then left. We just thought Brett would do what, whatever they were doing, Brett's leaving. We, we know, you know, he's going to drop the title and, and it didn't happen that way. And so I don't know. I don't so, know if it, I don't know if it's shoot, shoot or false. I don't so know. For the record, you heard zero whispers at all that Brett might not want to drop to Sean in Canada. I, I did not. He, I did okay. not, not. I didn't hear that out aloud right. until until post. You know what I mean? Right. And then, That's what I mean. then it was like, oh, wait, what? He wasn't going to drop the title? Well, shoot, they had to do that then. That's kind of was my attitude at the time. And it's not very different today. Like, look, if I had a champion on, on SmackDown that was going to Raw uh, or whatever, you know, whatever, I don't, it might not be a good analogy, but what was going away, you got to leave the title here. You can't, you can't take the title with you. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is the guy we chose to put it on. 
I don't know where your opinion matters at all, to be quite honest with you. Like it's a business transaction. It's a, the guy that delivers Pepsi's next door to the grocery store don't say, you know what, that manager, he irks me. I'm not taking Coca-Cola's to his grocery store today. You know what I mean? Like he's got to do that. He's got to, right. you got to do what you got to do. And I've always felt like that. And I could be wrong and misinformed on all the information that I, the little bit of information that I do have. But out of that little bit of information, I gather this is still my kind of my idea. Like you should have dropped the title and left. I don't know what the problem was other so, than you didn't like Sean. It was personal, you know? Yeah, he's, he said different main issues was, and he said Sean wasn't interested in returning the favor for him. But So based on all that, I mean, like you just said, it's a bad decision for Brent. For Look, Brent. I, and that's, I'm sorry if, I, if I'm making Brett no, fans I, angry or Brett angry or anybody. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the business I've been in for a long time. I'm sure it's happened before because there's a lot of egos in this industry, but I've never heard of somebody going, yeah, I'm going to work for another company, but I'm not dropping the title to this guy. I've never heard of that in my life. And and back in the day, I don't think it used to happen because I think they'd have done something different with you. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I, it's just crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like it really is crazy because I would have never, th uh, we're not dropping the titles to them. Why? Well, we don't like, we don't think they're good. We don't like them. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense leaving, to me. So it doesn't matter what right. you think anymore. It's not even your team anymore. You're not, right. you're, you yeah. don't even go here. So, so, so what are we talking about? And let's that's like Tom Brady telling the Patriots who to start at quarterback. Yeah. You, after oh, he that, leaves from Tampa. Yes. Yes. Or I'm leaving for Tampa, but don't start that dude. Right. You know what I mean? That's what it's like is, Hey, I'm gone. Whatever you do, don't play that guy. The, the guy that you feel like is you're the best. You're not here anymore. See, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and so look, that's, it's always been my take, man, and it right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, it did, by the way, while we're here, did you ever know of anybody else punching Vince? Nails. I always heard about nails. Uh, but no, you're not there or, or saw the. I was. I wasn't there. Or shiners or, or anything. Uh, no, there. no. I, and I look. I, Vince can handle himself. I'm not saying he's a pushover. What I'm saying is he gave him one, and he just flat out. They didn't fight. He said. Give me one. And from what I understand, knocked him flat of his booty and and, uh, and gave him that uh man, what a shiner. <laughs> it was like what it was like a shriner shiner. Like it was he was on a little go-kart with a fez. Never mind. Anyway, the, uh they're not all home runs, Casio. Sometimes you, <laughs> you swing sometimes you swing and a miss, you know. <laughs> but keep swinging. Lot, but keep swinging. You know what I'm saying? Don't give up. The the, the the Hart family has a long storied history in the business, just like yours. Do you do you think that played into Brett making this decision? Is hey, we've got this legacy, and I'm not yeah. going to ruin this Hart yeah. legacy in Canada. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that. And look, I I don't think those are bad thoughts to have. To be quite right. honest, I'm not saying you you shouldn't think that way, but I'm just saying you can go back afterwards and go, yeah, I wasn't happy with the decision they made, but it wasn't my decision. So I did my business and went over here. You know what I mean? Like that's, that to me is how it should have gone down. And I guess it didn't. So that's where I stand, you know? You said there were no whispers in the locker room that, that it's not going to go down as we all expected to. Uh, but we do know he's going out. Yeah. Was, was it tense in the week leading up to the show in the locker room? What was that attitude like about that show? You know, he, uh, Brett and Sean had it kind of the same way. They, they had kind of, their own places that they stayed because the top, top guys 
kind of earned that, right? They're the yeah. top guys. They they deserve a little a little locker room privacy. They may have to talk over their match with a, and they don't want distractions. You know what I mean? Like it's I get that. I get that. So I didn't see a lot of Brett unless he was on TV or passing me in the hallway or whatever. Because I, I dressed for everybody else dressed. I, I I don't think I would have. Only way I would have dressed in my own locker room was if all of DX was in there with me, uh, because it would just be, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, it's like going to a hotel room by yourself. Uh, next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire and you're hanging yourself from a friggin', <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I gotta have people around me, man. I gotta have some, I have to have some distractions. Uh, but so yeah, I didn't see Brett a lot. So it wasn't, it wasn't any more tense than it had been already. You know what I mean? It was just like, what are we, let's get this over with and, and move forward. So speaking of that, is it is this top of mind going in when you finally get to Montreal? Hey, this is going to be the night he drops it. This is a big night. Are you yeah. kind of focused on your stuff only? Well, I mean, where yeah, are you course, at? And I don't really remember if I did anything on the card that night or if I was even. Uh, I don't. We weren't. I'm not sure of the timeline of this. Uh, I don't think I was. We were hot yet. Um, you were on. You were on the card though. Oh, I was. So, okay. Yeah, because so I was going to ask if you left or saw it in person. I, I, I would imagine I saw it in person uh, because we didn't used to leave when I was okay. <laughs> later on, you know, when I was on top of the world, I would leave when I wanted to, but, but kind of then I stayed and watched all the matches. So yeah, I look, we were, I was confused as the next guy as to what happened. Like, Oh, did somebody tap out? Did somebody, I don't know. I didn't, you know what I mean? Everybody kind of froze the world for a second or the wrestling world. Anyway, uh, if any, you were the first know. match on the night, Billy Gunn and you, oh, and the Godwins oh. defeated Blackjack Bradshaw, Blackjack Wyndham. Mosh and Thrasher. I'm pretty sure this is when Bradshaw knocked me out twice in the same match. Um, and I, I why also, you don't remember any of this. <laughs> and I'm also pretty sure that this was like the most defamatory, insensitive promo on the way to the ring that I ever cut. Um, and so please do not go and look that up. This is why you've blocked um, this whole night. Yeah, this, is, this is, yeah, this is, but look, this is, this is me an active drug addiction and, everything else match one baby you saw it got to chill out the rest and, of the night. and one we won too didn't we come on yeah by pin yeah, yeah by pinfall come on now <laughs> i'm sure it was billy but one of us won anyway um yeah so look i i saw it but again it was confused you can watch it again to this day and now that you know what happened you can kind of see but if you don't you watch it and you go wait what happened what was that and so it was Look, I, you don't plan for that a lot. So the fact that they, if they did plan for that, what a great plan. I'll get him in, I'll get him in his move in his home country and then ring the bell. Like it's holy mackerel. And you can see Sean going, oh man, I mean, darn, you know, he yeah. was mad. And then you find out later, like, ah, you do. Um, but, but, but. <laughs> I, it makes me wonder, did they all know? And was this the best laid plan uh, of mice and men? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I think it's great to speculate, though. It's fun. If it is real, are you surprised they weren't able to convince Brett, Brett to drop the title before all this? 
I'm uh, hugely surprised. Like I, 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 even if he would have said, look, I'm not going to do it, but if you give me 500 grand, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like even if he held them up for something or, or tried to get something out of it, look, I guess that would make it cheaper if you're thinking about it, like in, in moral terms. Uh, because I think in all honesty, Brett was feeling like I, that this guy doesn't deserve the title. I'm not going to give it to him. I, I honestly think that's what he was thinking. And then he has the moral high ground if this is a moral decision, if it's if we're in a moral business, if we're, you know what I mean, if everything's on the up and up. But man, we're not. This business is a work from the get-go. And it's and it's everything about it is nonsensical and not real. And for you to feel like I'm gonna make the stand of not dropping this title to the scum of the earth. I, I mean, okay. It's not like you defended Normandy. You know what I mean? You just you just held the fake wrestling title in your in your hand and wouldn't give it to the other guy. You know what I mean? So look, I, I know I'm cynical and I know I'm talking negatively towards him. And I, I, I don't I don't mean negative towards him, but I feel like some of this is negative to me. Like I don't I don't understand that thought process. And and if I'm supposed to, maybe that's why I was never a top guy. And I'm okay with that because if you're supposed to be like that and think that way to be a top guy, I got no problem being playing second fiddle, dog. I'll be back here playing the bongos if you need me. <laughs> Do you have bongos? No, but my dad, I told this story. My dad used to have bongos in every car. I, I told somebody this story anyway. Oh, it was at Raw the other night when when re, uh, Matt Riddle took out bongos to play yes, with Elias. Um, I told the story. My dad would have Mara two maracas <laughs> and a set of bongos. And they would always be in the back of the car. And so like they, people who were driving and who, who was sitting in the back of the car could play the bongos or the maracas. He loved, or, it. he loved it, man. He loved it. And he loved like Santana. Like my dad loved uh, like spiritual uh, groovy music. You know what I mean? And so that was kind of the thing. Um, but anyway, so bongos. Yes, I'll play the bongos second fiddle if I got to be focused on business all the time and making right business to like i don't know I, that wasn't me man that ain't me and, and i've said before too i think somebody said like if you don't want to be champion uh, you shouldn't be in this business well that's oh my god man how do you do that how does it does everybody want to be the champion because <laughs> everybody's going to be upset you know what yeah. I mean? like the, there's only one of them one at a time dog yep. and uh and it's up to you to get there where you're in a spot where you could be in the conversation about it you know what i mean so i don't know man i had a good time I'm just picturing, by the way, like a store logo, and it's Bob Armstrong's bongos. Oh, yes. It's, it's really a good logo. B, it would probably be called B.A.'s bongos. B.A.'s bongos? Yeah, yeah. Oh. See, that works. That does and, work. What uh, about Bongo Bob? Oh, Bongo Bob. <laughs> Where's the bongos now? It's my fat Is it gut. a family heirloom? Does it's somebody my, got Bob's it's, bongos? It's my fat gut. <laughs> that's your built-in bongo. That's my built. That's my bongo. My bong. My bongo. Singular bong. Yes. Wait, that came out. Bongo. Oh, dog. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true. 
in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or you just be ready whenever opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in the line in the pharmacy hoping you don't see somebody you know. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA as well and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. And that's the only time discreet and package are going to be together when it comes to you from now on. With Blue Chew, men everywhere excited to see that postman because when the package has arrived, your package has arrived. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence and Blue Chew can help you give confidence where it counts. If you want in on this, if you could benefit from that extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Oh, you didn't know what that deal was? Well, here it is. You could try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DOGG at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DOG, and receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Um, you've been a part of something similar on the other end. Uh, Jeff Jarrett being upset about your storyline that was going to happen in his hometown. Yep. And Jeff went out and did business for Sean, but you two left right after. Yep. What do you think the differences are here? Well, look, I think uh, Jeff, excuse me, Jeff had been in, in uh, negotiations for a couple months at this time. We had been on top of the world or right under the top of the world. Um, excuse me, with, with that whole razor angle for the IC title when I was the roadie. And so, so, so for, for Jeff and this time, Jeff had been uh, talking to other guys and finding out how much ever other people were making. And Jeff was in the same match and not making nearly the same amount. And of course I wasn't making nearly that amount, but, but I was on the outside. So I didn't, and I didn't know, no, no better. Um, I, I thought I was getting rich, to tell you the truth. But, uh, but Jeff wasn't <laughs> happy with his pay. So Jeff had been negotiating this for a while. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm in a better spot than my money looks like. I need, I, we need to even this out. And so he was leaving anyway. And he told me, you know, I, I'm like, I ain't going to do this piece of business because there's nothing to do after it. If you hit me and knock me down, like there's nothing, there's nothing you can do after it unless you run me off or whatever, you know? And we kind of did that anyway when we came back, but look, I was just, I think Jeff had been uh, rightfully trying to renegotiate and and was not met with the same, uh, you know, uh, rigor to try to to try to come to an agreement. I think they just kind of said you're good where you're at and that's what you're going to get. And and he said, okay, well I'm I'm leaving then. I got I got another place to be. But he still did the right thing and did the match, did the honors. He just didn't carry out the the uh, storyline portion of the rest of it and so i was actually I, looking out for the company 
I I feel like Story well I, he was he was probably looking out for himself uh, right. and and rightfully so in this business by the way um, unless of course you are married and your spouse is in the industry or something you might look out for her or look out for a, a brother that you're to tag team with or something like that but other than that man you're on your own this is a businessman's business and 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 we are to be businessmen. Um, Jeff is one. Jeff made that decision to go, but again, he did business before he left. And so I, I believe that's the difference. Jeff may have held him up for some money. And while some might see that as, oh, he's shifty or he's this or he's that, it sounds to me like he's $200,000 richer and, <laughs> smart, smart. and smarter to boot. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know. I just, I just, uh, when I think about it from a moral standpoint, though, I, 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 I understand where Brett's coming from and how he felt. I just don't think it has any room in the in in the business making making those kind of decisions when other decisions have already been made. You're going elsewhere. Here's the here's your belt back. Like I, I feel like that's what that's what happens. You know what I mean? Or it's what's supposed to happen anyway. Let's let's play the what if game since we're you know we're, we're that's what all this I love thing it. is is speculation. Let's put speculation. You in- Let's put you in Vince's shoes at this oh, time. They're tight. His are small and they're skinny. His are skinny feet. So my really? feet are hurting. my feet are hurting right now. What size do you wear? I wear a thirteen. Wide or just regular? Well, regular, but I could use I use a dub you, if you I could find one. You. Wouldn't hurt me to use a dub. What size shoe do <laughs> you think Vince wears? I don't know. Maybe maybe 10, 11, maybe eleven or twelve. Okay. He don't yeah, have small got, feet. No, he's got he don't have small feet. He, yeah, yeah, smaller than me. I thought we were going to something, and we and were going to that Vince had tiny feet, <laughs> and it was going to be awesome. You should see his pinky finger, though. It's really short. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going to be the greatest episode his ever. His pinky finger looks like a broccolini. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I'm going back to look at every match and see if I can see his pinky now. His broccolinky. <laughs> broccolinky. His binky. <laughs> um, oh my god i so don't even know why or where that came we're from. gonna put yourself maybe they're crocs so they can feel yeah they're crocs the <laughs> i tell you this much um, vince ain't never ate a corn dog and he ain't never put a croc on <laughs> <laughs> but i for sake of argument never there is crocs corn dog. <laughs> never in his life how do you what <laughs> like, what he's a god no I would never put that in my body. I said, I will put three of those in my body. I have holes for all of them, too. And I <laughs> Wait, so you've had the combo with him? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hell yes. I you told him. It was, about, it was literally about this time of year because the Pensacola State Fair is kicking off. And so I told him, I'm going to the fair. He was like, uh, let's get on the phone Friday. And I was like, well, sir, I'd rather not because I'm going to the fair with my family. I'm going to eat fucking fritters and corn dogs and fried apples. and fri- <laughs> You know what I mean? I just And he said, God, a corn dog. What is that even in? And what is that? Oh and I was gosh. like, you don't know what a corn dog is? <laughs> so we had the conversation right there. I said, I'm going to eat a corn dog for you, sir. And I did. I ate a corn dog. <laughs> I filmed it really slow and sent it to him. What? No. what is that still out <laughs> there? Is that footage not, still on your that's phone? Not that's not true. <laughs> what? He also asked me, do they still make nickels? <laughs> Wait, the coin? The actual coin? 
They still make nickels. Nickels. This brother's got so many hundred dollar bills in his pocket, he ain't seen a nickel. In Wait, and this was before we're all going debit cards. This is where oh. we're all spending money. Yeah. Oh yeah. They still got those nickels. His money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. No. My friend. No. His he's got some folding money. Uh, folding friend, money. some of your folding money's come unstowed. <laughs> what's what's more old South? Paper money or folding money? Oh, folding money's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> but they folding would hit money. you with that, some of that paper money. Yeah, with that paper money. You got that paper money? <laughs> yeah, the, you mean the dollar bill, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Those. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, we got sidetracked because I'm asking you I feel to like be Vince. It was a good sidebar. Okay, I'm It was Vince. the best. I'll, I'll keep... I'll do an hour on what foods you think Vince has ate or not. I can swear I could do that. We might can do that one time. You think he's had a burrito? Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. chance. Hey, so I look, I watched him eat most most of his meals. For and I'm serious about this. I'm For not what kidding. time period? What time period? I mean twenty fifteen to twenty 17, 18. Okay, so you, you got a lot of research. A lot of research sitting in front of me. The man loves his steak. The man loves his chicken. The man loves fish. And the man loves capers. Uh, he likes a vegetable, like a green bean, long string green beans. Broccolini. Um, <laughs> but broccolini. But I tell you what, he ain't eating a friggin' corn dog or burrito. And they, look at for a while there, it got so nice that I wouldn't even eat it catering anymore. When I was there, they would bring me a steak and stuff too to the writer's room. And I would have a filet mignon for, for lunch because I found out they just asked for it. You know what I mean? Like they just said, hey, we don't want to go to the cafeteria we don't have time to sit down in there and eat can you make me something and bring it sure what do you want and if so from then on i was like oh crap i can do this too yeah um i'll if take they're a, bringing me lunch i'm going a, big take a filet mignon as well um and some grilled vegetables you know what i mean so that look that's what he eats very healthy i, I he's not a morning person so i don't know uh <laughs> you know what kind of breakfast he eats uh but i've seen him eat lunch and dinner a million How? times how old was Vince the last time he ate cereal? <laughs> four. Shoot. Four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it had to have been a long time ago, bless his heart. I don't see him eating nachos. Those are way too messy. No. Yeah, he ain't getting that on his on his hand. <laughs> well, he also wouldn't put that like it's he he like some people that I know uh, with their exercise routine and their, their, it's not about food and comfort and taste and all that. Yeah. It's about, it's more about fuel. It's more yeah. about what do I, what do I need in my body and when, and look after a workout, you can eat different things uh, before a workout, you can eat different. Things. So they, they are students of the, of the nutrition game and they know what to eat and when, and, and they do that. And like, to me, like Hunter, I'll say like I had eight, eight, eight ounces of shrimp, and a cup of rice and i was like oh what you know what's the shrimp and he's like well dead any dead animals protein you know what i mean so i needed my protein and i needed my and i'm thinking that's the most barbaric and cool thing i've ever heard anybody say in my life dead animals, like, dead animals protein. protein bro so uh <laughs> it was right. like okay um but yeah that's that's how he was too so i'm vince now i'm wearing his crocs and i'm eating a corn dog yes. go ahead okay would you i, I mean where where would you stray from his decision? Would you tell him to go renegotiate? Would you say, "Hey, you've got to drop the title"? Well, you've said that. That's got to be the job. But yeah, 
I it, mean, it has to happen. I, look, if he didn't want to do it, I would have made some way where I would have had a thing where he gave it up, where he said, I'm, I'm going to greener pastures. I'm whatever I'm, I'm leaving here. I'm putting this up and have a tournament or whatever. Like at, at some point you, you have to get the title back. You yeah. can't take it with you. You know what I mean? And so how are we going to do this? And from what I understand, he just wasn't going to do it. And like, well, how do you, how do you meet in the middle of that? You know what I mean? There's no middle there. We're just doing everything you want to do and we'll suck it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I think he did what he had to do. You know what I mean? I was going to say, he was so do you think he was, he had to do that? Yeah, I do think he had to do that. You would have done the think, same thing. I don't think he wanted to do it. I'll tell you what I wouldn't have done was give Brett a free shot at me. I wouldn't have given him a free punch. <laughs> Not in a million years. We'd still be fighting. And he'd have trouble grabbing my hair. But I tell you what, it was not in a million years would I, I would have said, I'm sorry, dude. You gave me no choice. Right. If you want to punch me, you can try, but I ain't going to stand here and let you. <laughs> yeah. You you didn't do what you were supposed to do, so I had to do what that, I had that, to do. That's how I feel about it. If yeah. I'm wrong, so be it. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Uh, but that's this is how, this is my take on the whole scenario. So... You kind of hinted to it and alluded to it earlier. You think Sean knew going in everything about it? I think he did. I think he did. I think Hunter did. And and dare I say, I think Brett might have. I've thought that for a long time, and it's because I'm cynical and because I'm one of the boys and because I believe everything's a work and because, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I get all that. But it makes me still wonder. was Because it was, man, it was a big deal. We're talk, talking. We've been talking an hour about it. You know what I mean? And 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 still don't know. Still right. not got any further. That's the frustrating part. It's like watching one of them murder documentaries. And they don't find the guy at the end. It's like, well, I spent an hour watching this. I could have told you. So in Sean's book, he says Hunter. Uh, he said Hunter, Sean, and VKM and Hebner were the only ones that knew. Yeah. So that's that's the story I heard as well. I mean, and that's and that. You Look, could. I've never, I've never sat down with Sean or Hunter and said, "Tell me the truth about all that," because I, <laughs> I don't want to know the truth. Right. The speculation's funner, and the and the truth might make it boring. Um, and and I don't know, man. I just never sat down and asked those guys. But I have thought a million times that was a big work. You know what I mean? I've thought that a million times, and I'm sure a million other wrestlers have thought the same thing. Uh, even a million wrestling fans. However, it was one of the really best works I've ever seen, if it was a work. If not, I look, it looked real. It looked like he spit in his face. It, I saw him, the, the market left when he punched him. So I know some things of this were very real. Um, it just, I've been in the business for a long time and it makes me wonder. Do you think, because this is my opinion, I don't, I don't think you could have pulled it off with Sean not knowing, do you? You think you could, because no. they would have had to time it on, yeah, you it do that move and Hebner, you better hit it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, no, Sean, Sean, look, I would imagine Sean and Hunter and Vince were in, in the, uh, you know, think tank that, that put it together. And, and when we talked about it, it was put together so beautifully, even if the only thing that happened was Brett didn't know, you know what I mean? Like still a really well pulled off coup you know what i mean right. like it was right. and, and it is just wrestling like he didn't kill he didn't knock him out he didn't hit him real hard with something and you know what i mean like it was 
it was still phony baloney. It wasn't, it wasn't like they really didn't hurt him or beat him or whatever. But, um, it just, it just it still makes me wonder, you know, it was a well put together plan. If you think you took a poll of the boys in the locker room back then, do you think majority would think it's a, it's I think, a I think half would think it was half? a work. Yeah, I, I really do. Because I, I, I look at, We've talked about it today for an hour and one minute, and I've gone back and forth in my own head about whether I believe it or not three times. And, and that's just the truth. And because you hear, you, you hear the little tidbits of facts that get out there, and then, of course, you draw your own conclusion. And speculation is a lot more funner than just, just facts. But you, you hear the fact that what little facts there are that you know are facts, and you go like, Okay, but they still could have put that thing together. <laughs> they still could have planned this. Vince could have taken a punch. Vince could have, you know what I mean? This all could have been part of a really cool, elaborate deal. Or they just screwed Brett. You know what I mean? But either way, I I, I don't want to echo Vince's sentiment, but B Brett screwed Brett if you ask me. And, and that's so I guess I did echo his sentiment and uh didn't didn't seem hard to me to me at all. Um but Brett wouldn't do what was right in my opinion and because he felt it wasn't right and it wasn't his decision to make that's how i feel about it what what when do you remember thinking it was a work like as soon as you saw it go wait did we just get worked or was did everybody start talking about it that night yeah right, the well, right then right then because you, you're you're watching the pay-per-view and you're seeing the main event of the show and the finish is that and you go what just happened? You know what I mean? And so whether you knew what was going on or were in on it or whatever, everybody else was dumbfounded by what just happened. And it was like, what, what just went on? But honestly, everybody on the, the, uh, on team Sean kind of was like, well, that's what we had to do. That's what had to happen. You right. know what I mean? I, we, we couldn't just let you leave with the title. You know what I mean? Like when well, that's just, that's no, that's no good. So I don't know. You know, that's, it's all debatable. Now let's put yourself in Sean's tiny tights. Um, mm -hmm. I would look horrible in his gear. <laughs> Just know that it would be a muffin top that would pour my legs would You'd be look like, like, like a mushroom dudes on Mario. <laughs> hey, you know, I'd look thing. like my legs would look like mush mushroom. Just <laughs> fat gut, just shading them all the way around. Bless you would look like a leg lamp from Christmas Story with a yeah, good looking legs. Heart attack, huh? sausage casing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah but where the like a fat baby where there's wrinkles around every joint. Yeah. <laughs> it's slapped over your knee. That's me. Um, look, you're you're Sean. I mean, what? Just think about what your mindset is when they come to you and go, "Here's what's happening. Here's what's got to happen." I mean, I'm sure you'd have to do. I was going to ask, do you think you would do it the same? But yeah, you would. You've already said that's what had to happen. Yeah, it is. Look, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I don't know that I would have executed it the exact same way. It was pretty genius to really take advantage of screwing Brett to do it in his hometown with his own move and all that. That, that took some forethought. And that sounds like Sean to me. Uh, <laughs> but because he's a genius, you know what I mean? And at the point, at the time, he was an evil genius. Um, so, or it could have been Hunters too, because they're, they're the same, cut of the same cloth. That's why they're both top guys, is they got that in them to go. Screw that guy. I, I, this is me. This is my turn. And and I never had that in me. And that's why I was never a top guy. And truth be told, I, I don't know that I wanted to be, but I just, I didn't have that in me. And and maybe I should have. But so if I was him, I would have, I would have come up with a plan to do it too. And I would have, 
I mean, I don't know if I, I wouldn't have thought of the sharpshooter because that, that's just too on the nose to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But but you'd have had to do it with some kind of submission because you couldn't do it with a three count unless it was a fast count. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it had to be a submission maneuver. So that narrow it narrows it down right there. Um, wow. So yeah, I would have I would have tapped him out with something. I don't know. I never did a wrestling move, so I don't know how I'd have done that. Uh, I guess I'd have bit his pinky, his broccolinky pinky, and uh, and hoped he said, "I give, I give." Uh, but yeah, no, we would have. Uh, uh, yep, yep. So they they knew and they planned it out. Look, it was a well laid plan. Uh, it just wasn't in Brett's favor, you know. Do you remember afterwards? Do you remember talking to your family about what happened? Dads, brothers, any of them have an opinion that stand out to you? I don't because I remember talking to my dad about the situation, but my dad felt the same way I did. Like if he's not going to, what are you supposed to do if he's not going to drop the title on the way out? You know what I mean? And look, that's the way business was done for a hundred years. You know what I mean? Since Abraham Lincoln was, was the champ. Um, And so, I don't know if he really wrestled. I know he fought vampires, um, but uh, <laughs> it was reported he wrestled. I, I don't know his record. Uh, I don't know so. his record either. But I heard he would on the stump when he was stumping for his campaign that he would <laughs> wrestle dudes for real. That's a, that's a true story, um, and uh, or that's what I heard anyway. I read it in a Did book. He wrestle in the top hat. No top hat. No, he put that. Or on What after. if it's like King of the Hill where he goes, "You can get this top hat off my head." I tell you what, you couldn't get it off of Abe Lincoln's head. <laughs> he has wielded an axe like no man's business. <laughs> hey, and I first one of the one of the books I, I read. There was this weird time in my life about fifteen years ago where I started reading a bunch of books, and and uh, and, and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer was one of the first ones I read, and I, I loved it. I couldn't wait for the movie to come out. I feel like Meltzer would have gave Lincoln five stars. He would have given Lincoln you think it's- three stars because he never went to Japan. <laughs> All I was going to say, I think it's Omega Lincoln. I, I think it's right uh, maybe, there. Maybe. It's right maybe. there. Um, the next night on Raw, talk us through that. Business as usual? Is it tense? Again, I don't remember if this was the night that Vince took the punch or if it was the night prior. Uh, but it was definitely business as usual you know what i mean it was hey you guys can buzz about it but we got a show to do yeah but we got live show live show to put on oh and we're trying to win this ratings war also that we're not doing very well in so we're going to focus on that were you shocked foley decided not to show up to the tapings (laughs) um wait foley didn't do what he didn't show up to the tapings were you surprised do you remember that i don't remember that okay why did he not show up because of the moral outcry? Um, or did he just not want to show up that day? We'll have to go to our crack staff. Dedication to Brett, he said. Okay. Moral outcry. Okay. Yeah. Look, I don't. I don't doubt that either because Mick is a guy who will do that, and he will stand up for what he believes in, whether you agree with him or not. And so I, I, I totally believe that. I mean, you can you can see his Twitter. He has no problem telling you how he feels politically or otherwise. And so that's, uh, I totally think that's probably Mick. You know what I mean? That That's why Mick wasn't there. But I don't think I, I don't think I, you know, it wasn't, that wasn't on me. That wasn't, had to do with me. I'm here. I'm ready to work. And, and nobody I, and, was really and, buzzing about I'm it. I'm sure somebody was, you know what yeah. I mean? But it was probably John Laurinaitis or, you know what I mean? Somebody having to do with the talent, like a Mick didn't show up today. Creative needs to know Mick didn't, you know, I'm sure there was talk about it, but nobody talked to me about it. I didn't, uh, we probably said, Oh, well, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was, we were all in 
we were all high. So well, do mind. you do you see this? I mean, are you, do you have the foresight to think, hey, this might be an opportunity for me to move up on the card? We, no, I, mean, I didn't. got a top guy gone. I never, I never looked at it like that anyway because I just thought, I look, I always liked the spot I was in until I didn't. You know what I mean? When I felt like I had come to the end of this rope and I have more to give, then I, I would go to him and go, hey, man, can I do, you know, can we do something different? Um, but I felt like I was in a good place now and we were upward momentum. I felt like I was going to be up there, even if it wasn't on top of the mountain, it'll be on the precipice. I don't even know if that's a word. I just made that up. Um, but uh, so, so uh, I explained to him and he came back. Okay. So that was about Mick. Uh, there was a bit, a bit of a side. Yeah. Walk. Mick came around quickly. He was, he hated how it was handled. Yeah. I'm sure he uh, hates how it was handled to this day. Vince but, explained it to him and he came back. But I just wonder if Mick has ever, like if if you if you put Mick in in Vince's shoes, like you just did me, and said, "Hey Mick, what would you have done here?" You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm sure he would have continued to try to talk it out. But if you've done all that and the guy's not budging, I don't know what else to do. I'd love right. to hear actual. I'd actually love to hear Mick's take on that. You know what I mean? And 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 see what he would do and how he because I didn't realize he felt that strongly about it to to not show up. Uh, until right now, you know what I mean? And that's profound. And so he obviously has something, something to say and so it feels a certain way about that. I'd love to hear it. Before we move on from that actual night, is there something you that from Survivor Series or the following Raw that you've never heard out there that maybe would shock people or just, hey, I, don't, I can't believe nobody talks about this more? Or do no, you think I, it's been covered ad nauseum? I feel like it's been covered, um, but not ad excuse me, not ad nauseum because I do feel like there's plenty to speculate and debate right. about still. And, and, and it's a hot button issue to this day because who's right and who's wrong. And the truth is nobody's right. and Nobody's wrong. There's only you and me and we just disagree. You know what I mean? And it's, so, so it's, it's all, it's all speculative. It's yeah. all, it's all, uh, um, objective. It's one of the greatest sports debates ever. Yeah, yeah, and it and it will, it will continue even yeah. though people have written books, even though people have done podcasts and said this is what happened. That's not as fun to me. <laughs> I still want to speculate. You know what I mean? And so I know that okay, I know I knew those four guys had something to do with it. I knew there was no other way to do it. Uh now the question to me still is did the fifth man in the ring, uh, was he aware of it too? And he says, no. And I don't know why I don't have any reason to disbelieve him. I just think it's fun to fantasize, you know what I mean? And yeah. go, what if they did pull this off as the biggest, you know, upset and screw job in history? I don't know why I just spit at the camera, but sometimes I just spit, you know, thinking about what, Bret Hart. What did, I mean, look, it's already, like we said, one of the craziest stories that everybody still talks about, but if it's a work and Brett knew, isn't it amazing that everyone involved, not one of them, let it slip this entire time? <laughs> let it slip. Yes. Twenty-five years. Yes. Yes. Hey, wrestlers is. like to talk. We found out. A hundred percent. I mean, we're but, doing podcasts with all of <laughs> every everyone but Brett. Jimmy Jacobs uh, had a podcast at one time. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard. the fact that none of us have heard oh, any hey, slip wait, up wait. whatsoever. Let's go back in time. Yeah. Precipice. Uh, a noun, very steep rock face or cliff, especially a tall one. So I was right on the precipice that? of the mountaintop. And I, and I think I learned that word. You always want to put your uh, guns 
not on top of the mountain, but right behind it at the precipice so that you can't see the weapon. You can only hear and feel the weapon's devastation. Anyway, Whoa. we were talking about uh, Cameron Diaz. What were we talking about? <laughs> I was, gonna say, no. I was literally going to say Cameron Grimes and Cameron Diaz came out of my mouth. It's weird. <laughs> we were talking about how if it is a work that we're yeah, amazed a, that nobody's great let work, one line right? slip. That's nobody. it. If, if, it's, if it is a work, it's the best work ever. And that's why I love it so much. Like that's what's intriguing about it because – Look, we work people all the time. You hit somebody's music and he doesn't come out. Ah, I got you. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, But this is the biggest work of all time if it's a work. And I keep throwing that in there because I'm totally okay with this is how it happened. Okay. Yeah. But it's just boring to me. I just want to continue yeah. thinking further about it. You know what I mean? Did you ever see Brett coming back to the WWE later on, or did you think, man, that no, is a I thought burnt it was, bridge? Yeah, I thought it was a burnt bridge, man, especially after Owen passed away and the family and, like, everybody just was really uh, anti-WWE. Uh, and and I don't know how the WWE management handled that either, so I can't speak to that either. The family, I'm sure, has, has uh, uh, you know, story after story about how all this stuff was handled, but, but I don't know how it was handled. So I just knew, I didn't think there was any recovery from this to right. tell you the truth. And it was really cool to see Brett finally come back. And even if it is real, if it's insincere, whatever for him and Sean to get in the middle of the ring and shake hands and hug and, and, and I know where Sean's at right now. So I know Sean, that's probably a guilt thing that he carries with him. Um, I'm hoping he's put it down because the rock gets heavy. Um, but I know Sean meant that. And I know him and having that bridge uh, repaired was a big deal to Sean. I'm not close enough to Brett to know whether it was to him or not, but I know for Sean that re reconciliation was a huge deal for him. Uh, to go on in his life, you know what I mean? And not have regrets. So I don't know. I thought that was awesome. Let's talk about the angles that happened uh, after the fact and what you thought about those first Vince going on TV and saying, Brett screwed Brett. And then we have a little person that's dressed like Brett as well. in <laughs> uh, the eventual Jim Nightheart burial. Yeah. Look, I, I, like you said, it got, it got personal for a little while, you know what I mean? And that's, and I think once he was gone, I think everybody felt, or not everybody, but I, I know a few people that felt like, Oh, well, let's just drag him through the mud now. You know what I mean? And I, and I don't, I don't know if that was right, wrong or indifferent again, but I wasn't in on any of those decisions. And, and so that, yeah, but they, you know, the, look, it was personal. They, they, Vince felt like he got backstabbed and Brett felt like he got backstabbed and they both did by each other. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Uh, Vince just had some help backstabbing Brett. Um, and, and that's the whole thing is they, they kind of screwed each other. You know what I mean? Like one did to the other one and the other one did it to him. And then now it's so ugly and not pretty anymore that now everything's, it's all personal. And now we're all, now all our real, our feelings come out. And now we're saying he's, this dude's a bad guy and that dude's a bad guy. And it's, Man, again, it's only you and me, and we just disagree, man. It's just, it's just us here, and and there's no right or wrong in wrestling. There's a righter or a wronger. You know what I mean? Like what's what's better or what's worse or what 
there's no there's no right or wrong it's all subjective so so neither one of them were right neither one of them were wrong they just disagreed and they and i'm glad that finally in time they came back together and uh and could finish out how it should have finished out to begin with you know did any of this change your perception of, of or feeling about the company itself we talked about well, your thoughts on Sean oh, and Brett yeah, personally, Mick. but what about the company? Well, Mick, look, Mick, Mick, Mick leaving and not coming back, and again, I didn't know that until just today. But, but that's uh, again very indicative of, of Mick and his his belief systems, and I admire that. I respect that a lot from Mick um, because he's always been that way, and he never has not. And so that's consistency, and that's respectful, uh, respectable, and admirable. Um, so, but no, I never for one time, and you can hear from the last you know hour and a half of. I, I thought the company did what they kind of had to do. And I don't know what else could have been done. Again, reiterating, was not in on the conversations, was not in on the uh, mitigation or the, you know, trying to come up with a, with, a, with a plan, with an out strategy. I wasn't in on none of that. But what I saw was somebody didn't want to drop the title when they were leaving. And I think that's wrong. And so a wrong or two wrongs don't make a right. And that's why we're still talking about this. Both men, Vince and Brett, were done wrong that day, uh, if, and that's that's that. Look, that's as feel that's as hard as I can I can say it. You know what I mean? Like I think think, think they did each other wrong that day. Um, what do you think about Earl Hebner's role in this? And him, uh, he, he is, had, it's been he said had, he swore to Brett yeah. he would not screw him, but he's he's kind of in between a rock and a hard place there. He is the he's he's the guy in the worst position of all. Because he's not Shawn Michaels, the champion. He's not Hunter, the the Intercontinental Champion, whatever he was at the time, the, the second in command of DX, all that. He's just a referee. You know what I mean? So he has, and if he wants to stay employed, he needs to follow orders. And the orders were to mislead Brett and, and tell him a lie. I, I, as horrible as that is, and as and as I'm sure Earl to this day debates about that and stuff and, and thinks about that, he had to do what was right for his family, and and that's his job was a referee. And the boss came and said, "The match ain't gonna go as planned. I need you to ring the bell here." And he said, "Yes, sir." And I know a million. A million different employees have done a far worse uh, at their jobs, <laughs> at their uh, boss's behest, uh, than fate counted out a guy in a fake wrestling match. So, so, <laughs> so, uh, so I look. I think Earl was between a rock and a hard place for sure. And again, I think he had it the rough, roughest. Vince McMahon's not don't have to apologize for nobody. Sean's the world champion now. He's not going to apologize to nobody. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was Earl. It all fell on Earl. You did this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, bless his heart. Um, well, and apparently, he had to, in the headlines recently, Brett agreed. Brett said that he thought Earl was per, put in the worst spot too. So even he yeah. knows. I, 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 I like, glad, we all got it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad he he said that because that's the truth. It's he he got put in the hardest spot possible because he wasn't team anybody. He's just a referee that's doing his job and loves yeah. his job and and having a great time and doing this and was brought into this horrible situation because of his uh tenure and his loyalty to the company. You know what I mean? Like they trusted that he could do this for them, this that shall not be mentioned, but needed to be done. You know what I mean? And so he yeah. did that. Yeah, like it. And like you said about the other guys, the rest of everybody involved, 
at the bottom line, he's got to make a decision for him and his family. And, and, and like you and, said, he's got to follow orders for Vince. Yes. Vince is his boss still. Yeah. His, his yeah, contract he, ain't running out and leaving. He ain't, so. he ain't going to WCW. <laughs> right. He's staying right there. So what would you have done if you were in his shoes? And I think in time, I think over time, Brett realized that. And and obviously he realized that. It was at a signing uh, at K&S WrestleFest in New York that Brett said that. And, and uh, really cool of him to to say that you know what i mean because whether earl loses sleep over that or not it would sure feel good to me to know the guy i screwed finally understands and may not be happy with it but he gets it and he understands why i made the decision i made uh that would mean a lot to me when i laid my head on my pillow at night you mentioned uh you've never talked to sean about it uh and of course you've never talked to brett about it because you know you hate him um i don't i don't don't hate him i don't um Uh, i oh we haven't talked about goldberg at all yet go ahead i'm sorry we um you you mentioned not talking to them personally about it um did you but you did mention owen i know you're friends with owen did you ever talk to owen about it any never not not one time and and i think look i i I didn't want to put owen in that predicament because i would have taken my brother's side in a heartbeat. If you ask me, I would shoot a guy, take the bullet, whatever for my brother. You know what I mean? Like that start starts and stops with that. Um, so I wouldn't want to put in Owen in that position to have to explain himself or explain his position because that's my brother, man. And you fight me, you fight him. And I don't give a crap if he started it and he was wrong. You're getting punched by four knuckles now. And so, so lay down and settle down. Uh, (laughs) This will all be over in a minute. And so I, you know, I just didn't want to, I didn't want uh, to put Owen in that situation because that's his brother, man. It's his big brother that I'm sure he looked up to and respects a ton, you know. You've kind of mentioned it, but just just to put a bow on it, um, how big of a moment this is in the long run to you? How big, in wrestling history, how big is it? Well, I mean, look, it's still, it's 25 years later and we're still talking about it. And so, you know, it, 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 wasn't in the attitude era per se it was it was right pre attitude era and so the fact it's the only thing that you kind of remember out of that weird time pre attitude era where there was a lot of weird stuff going on a lot of characters a lot of the goon and mm-hmm. the, the dumpster and the, you know what i mean and so a lot of crazy stuff going on um <laughs> there was all kind of tl plumber or hopper tl hopper was uh, it, uh, is that when Fergal McDivitt was the IC Fer- champ? Fergal McDivitt. No, he worked as uh, uh, Fermunda, John, John Fermunda. Uh, <laughs> he had the Fermunda belt. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hey, is this the beginning of the Mr. McMahon character? Yeah. Hey, the evil, the evil I mean, it bit, sure, you know, it sure seems charge. like it. It sure seems like it. And he went on, went on TV the next day and kind of continued with that character. So yeah, I think it, if it wasn't the, uh, the catalyst for it, it was definitely at least the first foray into Holy mackerel. He could be a great bad guy here. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it could have been dang sure could have been dog before we get to some fan questions. Let's throw it to our buddy Conrad Thompson so he can talk. To everybody listening and tell how the dog pound or the pod pound can save some money, maybe. Hey guys, listen up. I know these days when you watch the news, it feels like it's one hit after another 
and it's all bad news for the economy. Well, let me give you some good news. It's not all that bad when it comes to real estate. Let me explain. You see, a year ago, man, real estate was hot, hot, hot. Everybody and their brother was trying to go out and buy another house. What did that mean? It was so competitive that a lot of folks got discouraged. So let me ask you, have you thought about buying a house in the last couple of years, but maybe just couldn't win a bid? I used to hear that all the time. Well, now is the time to buy. Yes, interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but what that's created is an opportunity for you. A year ago, it wasn't uncommon for there to be more than a dozen offers on a home, many of which were over list. That is not the case today. So if you got discouraged once before about trying to buy a new house, now's the time to take another look. Now, yes, interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but you're not going to overpay for the home. But here's what you will do. You'll stop throwing your money away on rent, and now you'll get a greater tax deduction. That's right. You see, at the end of the year, you're going to get a statement from your mortgage company that shows how much interest you paid, and you get to write all of that interest off. That means you could get a huge tax deduction. You never get that as a renter. Not only that, homes are still going up in value. Don't believe the hype. All of the economists believe long-term real estate always works out. Let me give you an example. Maybe way back when in the housing collapse of 2008, you bought in 2007 and maybe overpaid. Buddy, if you hung in there, that house is worth a whole heck of a lot more now. If you've played in the stock market, you know what I'm talking about. You only lose money when you throw in the towel. Real estate long-term always performs well. So here's my advice to you. Date the rate, marry the house. Find the house that you and your family love long-term because here's what's not long-term. These higher rates. I've yet to see a single economist who doesn't agree with me that rates are going to return. So doesn't it make sense to get the house you want right now? And then when rates improve, man, just get a lower monthly payment. In the meantime, you'll enjoy a greater tax deduction and that property is going to continue to appreciate, meaning you're building equity and wealth for yourself. Not only that, how about this? We're going to save you some cash at buywithconrad.com. We're going to give you the peace of mind of a seven-year guarantee. When rates improve over the next seven years, not if, but when, that's my prediction, we'll refinance you again with no new origination points. Think about that. That could save you thousands of dollars and give you the peace of mind of knowing that you got the right house for your family right now. And then when the rates improve, man, get a lower monthly payment. Now you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but you do need to hurry to buywithconrad.com. That's the first step. You tell us how much you want to put down and what you want your monthly payment to be. We get you approved and then you go shopping just like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Seriously, if you've thought about buying a house over the last couple of years, but you got discouraged, Now's the time to take another look. Let me run the numbers for you right now. You'll be glad you did at buywithconrad.com. All right, dog, let's get to some fan questions before we get out of here. Zoe Lopez, he starts oh. off with have, hey, he says, has Casio or Road Dog ever nailed DeLugi as perfectly as Brett did <laughs> on Vince? Uh, you've talked about laser focus mucus. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Have you ever spit a loogie on somebody? I have not that I know of. Mm. I, I probably wasn't. It wasn't a loogie. I have spit on people. Oh, okay. Yes, 
It Would you like to right, uh, give us right, an anecdote it was here? Usually, about- right before a headbutt. Um, <laughs> so it was just an attention getter. Normally, um, it's quicker and gets your attention more so than a left jab. Um, so Wait, it was so your your surprise <laughs> fight move is yeah. to spit headbutt, bro. If you were on the ground and one of them spitting cobras came up, <laughs> and you're trying to do all this and do all this, boom, he gets you. Hey, you're done for. I sound like Uncle Cy right now. What you done for? (laughs) For man, see my move is just to get naked because nobody wants to fight a naked guy. That that works. If I would have got naked, you go. This guy's crazy. I would have just hugged you. See, it's diffused. It's a hundred percent success rate. It works either way. How many times I've had to get naked to get out of an ass whooping? But I did it. Sometimes if a person cuts me off in traffic, I'll pull over and take my clothes off just to get ready. You know what I mean? If I think I'm going to catch them hands, they're going to yeah. catch these glands. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a T-shirt uh, right there. <laughs> hey, I, I actually talked to uh, Finn Balor about Fergal McDivitt this week Did on you? TV. Yes, I brought uh, it up to him. And I said, because I never knew your real name or the name you wrestled by before. I said, all I knew was... Fergal, and I thought your last name was, I don't know what it was. And there was Jerry McDivitt was a lawyer. And so I just, I just, I don't know. So I, he didn't think it was as funny as I did. I was but, just uh, about to ask. I, I thought it was hilarious. He's not in? Fergal McDivitt. He might not be a Fergal McDivitt guy, but if we get him a shirt. I, I swear I was about to say, if we get, if we him, get a him a shirt and I he can wears guarantee a Fergal he will, McDivitt. He will wear it on TV if we get him a Fergal Oh my gosh. T-shirt. This, I don't. Somebody make us a shirt. <laughs> I don't know. God. We're having P- meetings about this. PWTs. <laughs> Somebody. Uh, all right. Let's keep going. Uh, okay. Coach Rosie, Josh Rosenbaum says, uh, right after the screw job having happened, did you think Vince was right? You kind of touched on this, but yeah, yeah. you look. I, I, I they did. were both wrong, but he was the less wrong, I well, guess. Because no, they were both wrong, and that's that. Okay. However, he owns the company, and that's the company title. And you're not willing to drop it. Mm-hmm. So you've tied my hands, basically. Yeah. And that's why you went out and said, Brett screwed Brett. I, I'm not so much on Team Vince. I just understand his thinking. And I think it makes business sense. It right. doesn't make moral sense. It's not, uh, doesn't have, uh, you know, this, this higher moral clarity. But it's a business decision was made. And a lot of the times the business business decision that's made is you got to tie old yeller to a tree and thin the herd. You know what I mean? And that's right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what happened here. And it had to happen. And so if you, I I guess I'm on his side, if that's what, if that's, I agreed with his decision. If there was no other inroads, which apparently there weren't, something had to be done and something drastic had to be done. And this is what happened. Austin Williams, uh, he tweeted us at you didn't know pod at Brian R D James at the Casio Kid. He said, "Did you ever think that Brett and Sean would ever bury the hatchet after the screw job?" Mm. So you've mentioned you were surprised that Brett came back to yep. begin with. Especially, Did you ever think now they're going to bury the hatchet? No, especially since we talked about axes and Abraham Lincoln earlier. <laughs> now the hatchet's brought up, and I'm not sure where, where we're going. But I look, I did not think they would. It was so personal. It got it went to that extreme, right? Like that's right. wow. That's where it went to. We had to do this. You had to do that. We holy mackerel! It went to such an extreme. I just thought it was too far gone to ever come back together. And 
thank God I was wrong because I think it's, I think it helps everybody involved, put it behind them and try to move forward. Um, wait, I still love talking about it. I just think, you know, thank goodness if we can stop in a minute and it's in the past and we don't have to talk about it anymore, but it's very fun to, to talk about and speculate about. That's why I think if it is work or no work, the best angle in professional wrestling. Like <laughs> we are still talking about the finish to a championship match at a pay-per-view. Um, Incredible. 25 Incredible. years later. You know what I mean? Well, by the way, you're five years away from that for D. I mean, we just had the DX 20 year reunion. So, and we're still talking oh. about y'all big dog. Come on well, now. I'll tell you what, Come I'm, on older, now. I'm older than a bucket of ball bearings <laughs> and twice as, rickety i don't know um no i'm just having fun doing this stinking podcast man i'm having fun i got to got to go to uh raw and do that raw or that into brooklyn you know and do that thing with dx then i got to go to friday night smackdown it was in new orleans then they called me to go to raw in uh, oklahoma city where brock showed up and beat everybody up but uh it was I'm, i'm having a having a great time uh doing what I'm doing right now. The live events are fun. They're back They're You know, we, we put smiles on people's faces the world round, man. And that's, I'm, I'm getting a chance to be the creative mind behind that. And that for me is really cool. So I'm doing great, man. And, and I, I love you guys. I love this podcast. I love our team. Uh, everybody's shooting from the same hip and, and for the same goal. And so I'm here for you guys. And I love y'all. I, uh, <laughs> I just realized What's that? I just realized you were in charge one day and let Brock back. I mean, I, I see who you were ready to get back in there. Dang You're right. in charge Dang one right. day and Brock's wreaking havoc. <laughs> hey, you got somebody open that back door. <laughs> it was it was an accident. I didn't see him. I thought it was somebody else. I thought it was Dolph Lundgren uh, uh, that was there for, for integration backstage. Turns out it was Brock. I'll be darned. Things happened um, after that. Also, Goldberg hurt a bunch of people. I don't know if we want to. About that. <laughs> I don't think you can mention Bret Hart without getting the Goldberg mentioned in. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, he didn't hurt a bunch of people, but he did well, hurt Bret from what I understand. Um, uh, and I saw a video of, of something that didn't look too healthy or safe with uh, Ming. And, uh, no, <laughs> no, thank God it was Ming or that man would not be alive right now. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was just a sidebar note. And to Jimmy Hart. Bring up Goldberg. Well, if what we're talking about is there's a video of Goldberg dumping Ming and Jimmy Hart both on their head within a span mm-hmm. of about ten seconds. And I just wonder how young he was in the industry and what you know, did yeah. he not know how or what to do? And it, it could have been, you know, I'm sure they were all accidents. I don't think he has malicious, uh, you know, malicious intent in any of that. I, I don't. I honestly don't think that from the bottom of my heart. But I think it's accidents. And when you're a big dude who's powerful and explosive, accidents probably happen more more. All, you know, more, uh, uh, um, anyway, they happen more. I'll just say that they happen more often. <laughs> more often. That's what the word I was looking for. Um, we kind of touched on it, but Corey Marshall says, uh, dog, how did the screw job affect your personal relationship? If any, with the Hart family. And why do you think Owen maybe didn't follow Brett out of WWE? Like you said, they're brothers and they got that tight packed. Yeah. But he's also got to make a decision for his family. Yeah. And look, I maybe that maybe WCW wasn't interested in Owen Hart. And I and I don't know why they wouldn't be. I would be if I owned a company. Um, but but maybe maybe that offer wasn't there for him. Maybe he wanted to and he didn't couldn't. But or maybe he didn't want to. Maybe 
my brother, I am my brother's keeper, but my brother made a decision and he's going to wrestle over there now. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll, I'm got to do what's right for my family there again, talking about the individual, uh, sports entertainer that does have to look out for him and his and or her and hers. And so that happened here. You know what I mean? Like, like Brett was looking out for his family. Owen was looking out for his, so he stayed. And, uh, and, and Earl was looking out for his, you know, everybody was kind of doing what was right for them, except for Brett and Vince. And they did wrongs to each other. Since we're completely they did wrongs to each other. Why didn't you go with your brother? Sorry. Oh. I just, I'm right. Oh, I like that. That was spicy, man. Yeah. That was a spicy freestyle. I mean, it's something. You know what I mean? Just something spitting together. Woo! Hey, did did for real? This is, I heard this and I didn't believe it. Did Brett really say that Goldberg shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Correct. He's wow. not a fan at all of Goldberg. Okay. Well, look, and I can understand that too. I'm not. I'm not. If a guy, uh, you know, ended my career, yeah. accident or not, I, I don't know how I would feel about it. But I think you do have to get over it and go. It was an accident, man. Nobody meant to hurt anybody. Like, no, I don't know anybody that's, and I know Goldberg. I know him pretty well. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know him pretty well. I know him. Uh, I can't imagine him having malice in his heart when any of this stuff went down. So I just don't see, I see that as an accident and I see that worthy of forgiveness. And I think in time, uh, maybe Brett will, will do that. Um, Cause whether he's in the hall of fame or not, you know, it's, it's not, the hall of fame's not real either. So, so it's, you know, Goldberg had a moment in time in professional wrestling that was definitely Hall of Fame worthy. Did he make a couple of mistakes or a couple of missteps and maybe hit somebody hard or, man, I hit somebody hard every night by accident. You know what I mean? It just so happened, thank God, that it didn't hurt him. Um, and so, I, you know, in time, I think Brett will find forgiveness in his heart for, for even Goldberg. Well, I mean, it's like he took the Sean heat and put it on yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, it, was, it was like that. And, it, and look, I realize it, that time, uh, the timeline was, was similar, too, uh, that followed that as well. But at some point, you got to kind of go like, man, he, he messed me up, but surely he didn't mean to. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to, I don't know. I'm not going to live with that uh, in my head. I'm yeah. gonna, and I'm sure they talked after, or I would hope so, and... And I'm sure Goldberg apologized. And, and what it, it comes to now is just, do you believe him or not? You know what I mean? And I, I for one, believe the guy. I can't, I can't see him doing something like that to somebody on purpose. And so that's just that's how I feel. Uh, we're, we probably need to have a whole Brett and Goldberg episode. We can yeah. Get, we, can get, I just, we can get, we can get you, busy. If you hand Brett Hart a microphone, just know when you get it back, it's got Goldberg Boop. on it. Just know that. <laughs> all right? That's, that's a fact. That's we're going to edit the word S <laughs> oh, out, and we're going to put poop. <laughs> Here, hold on. I'm going to give you an edit what? point. Poop. Poop. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last couple here, and we'll get out of here. All right. Um, Eros, he found us at uh, on adfreeshows.com. We appreciate him. Eros says, what would be something outside of wrestling that would put that you would put on part with the Montreal screw job. Is there something uh real life situation where you think that's kind of like that? That's a big wide open question. That is, that's a but it's a good question. Like yes. I, I, I guess, uh, inflate gate was that, was that real or was that a work too? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but it seems like something like that 
I don't know. Not not really, because they cheated in a real competition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like there's not a comparison. If it's real competition and you cheat, like yeah, that's what you call a cheater. <laughs> and if it's if it's phony baloney wrestling, you do whatever they say to do, and you go, yeah, he didn't really beat me. It's not real. Uh, but that again, that's my that's my take. I love wrestling. I, I love wrestling. It is my passion and my life. So but when I the, talk about it being not real, it's to keep everybody's feet on the ground. It's still just pro wrestling. We are not talking about uh, global democracy here. <laughs> That's your bio. I love wrestling, <laughs> but the Hall of Fame wins and losses and titles don't matter. All right, don't matter a bit. Yep. It's there about it characters and and characteristics, and that's um, that's what attracts me and who attracts me. I, then I don't to, care if you punch another dude or not. I still like you. <laughs> I was thinking of sports uh, conspiracy theories that might be on par with this. And I don't know if you've ever heard it, but, you know, when Jordan went to play baseball, there's a theory that they had to suspend him for gambling. So that's why instead of making him look bad, they agreed, I'll go play play baseball. baseball. How about that theory? Wow. That's a good one. But nobody's ever slipped up on that. Uh, but, But you know why? Because four people knew about it. You know what I mean? Like the same thing. Like you don't yeah. think they put that out in friggin' the halls of <laughs> right. NBA international. You know what I mean? Like they, that was a deal that was made in secret and they've kept their secret yeah. really well, the office but obviously not in typing in notes on yeah, that. Meeting. Not, not too well because we heard about it. Mm. It got out. And so whether it's made up or not, now we heard about it. Now you speculate, did it get out or is it made up? You know what I mean, and so you yes. don't, you don't know. But that makes a ton of sense, man. That's that's what's great about conspiracy theories, right? Is that inch of truth, that inch of possibility that it could be true, makes me bite the hook every time. Adam Arpin wants to know over at AdFreeShows.com. He said, had it already been decided prior to this night that you and Billy would be joining DX officially down the line. Uh, if so, were you apprehensive about working closely with Sean, knowing the heat that he was going to get? But you're saying, first of all, you've established you didn't know going in, so yeah. there's none of that. But I, had, I, I, I did not. His question was, did I know about if I was going to join DX? I yes. had no idea I was going to join DX at this point. Okay. No there's idea. There's that timeline. And last but not least, Yambag Jones. Oh, Yambag, Yambag. Only little, little that sample. I don't know. I'll think of some words. <laughs> <He wants laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanna, uh, don't wanna flood my house, so I'll sandbag. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think that's the only word that rhymes with yambag. Yambag, sandbag. And sandbag. I think that's the closest. Yeah, but you could say like canned ham. You could get away with some <laughs> M&M. ham. You could get away with some M and M rhyming. You know what I mean? By like the words almost sound alike. M and M just, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> A yam bag. <laughs> How many times have you wrestled Goldberg? Because if you think yam bag rhymes with canned meat, canned ham, kind of. <laughs> if you did it like, if you did it like Eminem does it, I'm saying. Some one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he can. Canned ham. Yam bag. That's awesome. You know, Jordan's father also died very mysteriously. Yeah, apparently, I think he was changing a tire. I could have that uh, mistaken, but no, side of the were, highway. And he was changing Apparently, there tire. was betting debts. Uh, it was 2.30 yeah. in the morning. Not a sort of sight. Jordan's mm. daddy's changing his tire on a moonless summer night. Oh! 
And well, raindrops he... on the windshield, and he hold a shitload of money. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll sing that one later. I'm yeah. good. I sing You're pretty good. You're on fire today. Yeah. I've been singing all day, too. Even, like, on my uh, booking meeting I had earlier today, I was singing those people's songs. Jeez. I did not I'm see very, that coming. Very, very, very sing-songy. I'm right, good let... at singing that song, too. I, I, I'd like to karaoke that one. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. I carry that Yoki all the way to Oki School. <laughs> See? Here we go. <laughs> whatever you, whatever Red Bull or Energy Bull or Bang or it's just, Monster I just woke or Ghost or up. I'm drinking some Powerade. Okay. My wife Damn. made me made me that uh, a burrito Easy. she saw on uh, on Reddit or Etsy or whatever it was, where you just put the stuff in there and then put the ham and eggs and cheese all in it and then you just flip it over and it all stays together Watch then out. you flip it over it's like oh man it was so good it was spinach what? and bacon bits and uh eggs and cheese in mine this morning it was did so you, good did you create that uh ingredient wife, list no, or my, that was okay my wife woke me up saying i just saw this thing on uh yeah. whatever it was i'm gonna make it for breakfast do you want one? And I was like, yes, I want one. And so as soon as I got up, I ate. It was so good. Went to bed in Florida, so woke up in Flavortown, baby. Woke up in heaven, I'm in heaven. Uh, if you had to do it again, would you pick spinach again? Yeah, I like spinach and eggs. Okay. Uh, you know what's really good? And, and my wife was grossed out about it, but in Stanford, I get a uh, shrimp. Uh, it's like mm. shrimp and lobster almost. Oh. In a, in a, uh, and crab meat in an omelet in a cheese and Big egg seafood omelet, omelet huh? yeah yeah it's delicious because any um, dead meat is protein hey dead, dead animal dead animal's protein <laughs> uh what a great line that's your way um, to get your protein yeah we're gonna do an album too i was just uh just it was just okay. my idea totally my idea uh cassio the, that the, I, oh you didn't know greatest that we're gonna cut an album well i'm thinking of the title that's a working title but uh i'd love to hear everybody's uh well, our first you know one could I mean? be live where they just cut up all the times you've started singing. Yeah. And then we'll go back and go, we'll go studio after that. But With that can money we, we make off we, of that Can one? our album be named like it's an all black album and it's just called like uh, Fergal was here. Or maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or maybe uh, Fergal McDivitt. Uh, rambling man something like that you know what i mean fergal's <laughs> finest yes fergal's finest is a good one uh fergal's so, finest 15 tracks baby so, so yeah so we look it's a working it's a work in progress but we're going to come up with an album <laughs> and oh you didn't know album probably going to have you know eight or ten tracks on there yeah. uh they'll all be written and uh performed by I'm, by yours truly road dog and cassio kid thank you um and and this should be out by christmas so be looking oh. be on the lookout boy we need to get in the studio real fast real fast not really it's not hard. by christmas we're gonna be fine okay uber That's just it. texted me <laughs> uh did i tell you i texted biggie oh yeah we talked about that earlier um sorry uh, fergal's <laughs> finest was one last question well, yeah, we started with Yam Bag. We, we oh, didn't yeah, even get yeah. his question. Out. That was it. Yam Bag, Yam Bag. Can't get enough of this can, can ham. ham. Oh, no! <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we we did it. it. He said, final verdict. If you had to vote right now and you had to stick to it, you said you flip flopped even in this episode. <laughs> I did. Is it a work or not? Gosh, Almighty! I don't. I, honestly, I still don't know. I want it to be a work. 
Okay. I do. I want it to be a work because it was not good. It was bad. It was bad on a lot of people's parts. And it and it wasn't good for the industry or the I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's just it was ne- it was a negative. It was a it was a pop mark on uh, on wrestling history. Uh Jim Croce or Dominic will do Jim Croce or Matchbox 20. And oh, we still on. haven't got to uh Yambags canned ham question. Well, no, we, uh, got, we got to Yambags work, but we hadn't got to the last question. Yeah, we're, it's we're it's stuck. It's a it's a yambag uh, work or shoot. God. I want it to be a work. I want but it you to might be a flip work. flop later. I, I, look, I'm flip flopping right now yeah. as we as I'm answering the question because I know there are facts I know about it that make you go, okay, that could have happened that way. You know what I mean? I totally get that. But I like I want to speculate further, and that's my prerogative. And as Bobby Brown said, I can do what my, I want to do. It's, it's my, my prerogative. prerogative. Yeah, and so we're gonna throw that on the album. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, we're gonna throw in Happy Hanukkah, Happy oh. Kwanzaa, Happy mm. Everything to You Day. I don't know the words, and I'm singing this song, Merry Christmas, on its way. Okay, cool. Um, work was like a work, bro. If you could have in there, that could have been the perfect Oh, they were in here. <laughs> They're in here, all right. Uh, now, the final question. Oh, oh, we have another one. Okay, cool. No, he just wanted to know work. We got sidetracked. Oh, oh. At Fantasy Handbook says, with Austin, Rock, and DX, you weren't even in the early stages there, but uh, yep. you, you, Austin and Rock, uh, DX not took off yet. WCW's kicking your guy's ass, says yeah. Fantasy uh, Handbook. He ain't lying. Did losing Brett feel like the last nail? Did that worry you guys as, oh, well, now it's getting harder for us? For me personally, and that's all you're going to get from me ever, is because yeah. uh, that's all I got. It's my only reference point. I never saw what the big deal was with Bret Hart as a performer. I never understood it. It it He was a great worker and i thought about saying good but he was a great worker worked better than me tenfold worked circles around me don't ever think that i've told anybody i was a good wrestler because i haven't and if you've listened to my podcast you know that's true i don't think i was a good wrestler i don't think brett was a great wrestler he was wrestler I think I was a better sports entertainer than Brett was. And I think that's where the money is. So I always thought <clears throat> that he, he should have done business and done what was right. And what, you know what I mean? But I never looked at him like, if we lose this guy, we lose the war. Like it was, I never thought that for one moment. Now I can understand people who are huge Bret Hart fans going, screw you road dog, you suck. And okay, screw me and I suck. Okay. Like, now what? We still get to my feelings, which is I never thought he was that great to begin with, so it wasn't that great a loss when we lost him for me personally. That's And that's that's professionally, really, not personally, because I didn't have any personal feelings about it one way or the other. I just didn't think we were sunk because he left. I thought we got a lot more to offer than, than that. And so I, I didn't. I didn't think we were sunk. I thought... I thought now we can catch our breath and move forward. Wow. A lot to digest there on the way. Yeah, it is a lot to digest. And I, and I apologize, but I want everybody to understand, I don't dislike Bret Hart. I just don't think he's that great of a wrestler. And I'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings, his especially, because I'm not trying to do that. Um, I just never, I, I always thought Sean was the better sports entertainer. And I still believe that to this day. 
I mean, that's controversial to some, but I don't know why. It's how I feel. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know why my feelings are so controversial. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, the person who has the opposite side of the argument, I, you're allowed to have that side. I, one, of my, one of my great friends was a huge Bret Hart fan, and he, I'm not going to tell him Bret sucks. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell him I don't like Bret. He loves Bret. I'm just saying, cool, love Brett, but yeah. you're asking me about my feelings and about, and, my, and they're asking me questions about how I, you know, perceive things. I told the truth and I will do it again. Yeah. I think the line the haters will pick up on, as you said, you would almost say not great and just a good yeah. wrestler. I think yeah, that's a I, big line for everybody. I, I, I agree too. I yeah. agree too. And I agree that if you think he's on the side of great wrestlers, Okay, that I don't. I'm not going to debate that because he is a really great wrestler. But where I draw the line is, there ain't a dime in wrestling, and that's how I feel. We should go out on that. We are. Uh, let's get our promos in. Uh, just a reminder. Thanks for everybody for adfreeshows.com. Please, if you want to listen, if you're listening to these with ads. Yeah. Our ads are pretty dang gum good. They're good. Uh, first of all, they are kind of missing out. If you want to, I know a lot of people that listen to our ads and are a part of ad-free shows, but we've got a lot of things going on exclusive. So if the ads ain't the problems, you get exclusives over at ad-free shows. Um, Exclusivity. How about this? I just did a one-on-one -on -one meeting of the minds, Eric Bischoff and Raven Road Dog. Oh, they, wow. Eric uh, kind of, you know, he was not a fan of, his thoughts on uh, Raven were worse than yours on Bret Hart. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we just finally sat them down so they could clear the air. And it I'll turned out turned out totally great. not. Yes, it was fantastic. That is awesome. And Where can I find that? Adfreeshows.com. That is an exclusive over there. Yeah, uh, Tony Schiavone had a live q and I'm doing one. I did one with him as well. We had fun on that. Awesome. Uh, you also, if you're just tuning in to Adfree Shows and have not checked it out yet, Jake Roberts did watched Halloween Havoc 1992 <laughs> and took questions from our top guys. That's really and cool. Also in October, Conrad launched a new series called The Book with David Manning discussing January 1982 and World Class and also Making the Town featuring the ECW Arena. That's all over at adfreeshows.com exclusive. Remember, you get all these shows early and yep. ad-free as well. And that's as low as $9. Go check it out at adfreeshows.com. That's, that's a lot of bang for your buck there at Ads Free Shows. Um, oh. I'm just happy to be under the umbrella. Incredible. And like we said before, before you get out of here, like, subscribe, leave us feedback, leave us comments if there's a comment section. Leave us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up. And be sure you turn on those notifications if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on social media if you want to let us know what you thought about this episode. Twitter at Brian R. D. James at the Casio Kid. And the show, of course, is at You Didn't Know. Oh, you, you know what? I, I know we're going to get a lot of questions and comments about this just because of the stuff I said about Brett. Again, I don't, I don't dislike the guy. I don't, I, I respect him a lot. I have a ton of respect for him and his whole family. Um, and, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, we have a difference of opinion when it comes to professional wrestling. And, and, uh, I, I look, I, I say they're in a diamond wrestling and that's a lie. There's, there's money in wrestling. I just feel there's more money in sports entertainment. And that's why I think the way I think. And if they didn't think like that, you got. Then I got two words for you. Suck it! <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. Oh.